I want to talk this morning about the Gasserine, <laughs> Gerasene, it's really hard to say that, Gerasene, demoniac, and then the message it calls him the madman. And I want us to think about the ministry of Jesus the, to this person. Just the fact that, you know, we are saved. But it's not, it's not just for heaven when we die. That salvation is huge. It's, it's so complete. It's more complete than we even understand or can imagine. And, and what Wilfredo said about, <laughs> about believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Because he did it. And if we believe it, oh, but, you know, Lord, don't you want a little help with this? <laughs> he says, no, thank you. You know, I love you. I've done it. Just receive it. You glorify me by believing that what I did was complete. You glorify me by Trusting me. You glorify me by giving up and letting me do the good in you that Wilfredo was talking about. It is a yielding to the power and the leadership of the Holy Spirit in our lives. It's, it, the, the best picture for me is, and, I, and uh, this is a little aside, and uh, so bear with me is that it's a matter of rulership. It's a matter of kingship. It's a matter of who's the president in your life. I mean, who's, who's the boss? You know, do you ever remember, I mean, some of you have children and, and grandchildren. How many, do you remember when they first would say to each other, telling each other what to do, and the other one would say, you're not the boss of me. You remember that? You're not the boss of me. <laughs> well, what we have to say is to our own selves, we have to look in that mirror and not turn away and forget what we look like. You know what I'm saying? Like James talks about. We have to look in there and say, you know what? I relinquish my rulership over my life and I give it to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords who actually knows how to run my life. Amen? Because I really don't. No matter how smart, no matter how good looking, no matter how educated, you know what I'm saying? No matter how socially adept, you know, I do all the right things. I've kept them from my youth. And when he said go and sell all you have, it's like get rid of all your securities. Yeah. Take yourself off the throne of your life and put me on it. And please leave me there. <laughs> it's like we keep crawling back up on the throwing dick. I mean, it's like, what are we thinking? But Jesus not only set us free from ourselves, right? And from the bondage of sin, from the influence of Satan, if you will, let's just call it, you know, of badness, you know, we can 
Don't soften it. Right? We have an adversary. A real adversary. But he had control at one time, but now, when you're born again, no authority. Except what we have. Man, I'm working on a sermon. Oh, I hope y'all are going to like it. It actually has three illustrations in it. Three! Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so, Jesus not only saved us, set us free, forgave us, forgave us of all of our misdoings, all of our sins, and I want to remind us that sin is not some nebulous thing out there. Sin is simply not doing it God's way, right? And if you want to say it's transgression of the law, you can say that, but most people are not going to know what that means. What is transgression of the law? Well, simply put, the law is the way God designed things to work. Are you with me? That includes you. How do you work? How do you think? How do you survive? How do you maintain joy? God has told us how. And the first thing is us to quit doing it our way, which is against God's way. Are you with me? All right, that's transgressing the law. And do it his way, which is total surrender. That's it. I just can't help but think that we all say sometimes, oh, I got this, God. I got this. No, we don't. (laughs) That is transgression of the law. And that is sin. Sin is simply not doing it God's way, but doing it our way. Can... If you don't agree with me, that's fine. You know, go home and, and, you know, or go to Discovery Church or something. I don't know. But what? That was terrible. I love the churches in this community. All right, this is another aside. I do, because you know what they're doing? They're doing the same thing we're doing. They're promoting Jesus. And what a wonderful name it is. You know what? There was a guy there who said, I'm having really a lot of fun today. <clears throat> there was, a, there was a, a pastor here years ago at Grace Presbyterian. And, gosh, I wish I could remember his name. But he said one time, he said, you know what? Churches fighting over membership is like gnats fighting over an elephant. There's enough lost people for everybody. Amen? And we are on the same team. Right? Paul went to the Gentiles. Peter and John and all that. They went to the Jewish people. Now, was one wrong and one right? Absolutely not. They were different. Not wrong. Just different. Amen? And on the same team, magnifying the name of Jesus, bringing the Savior, the knowledge of the Son of God, Jesus, to a lost generation. Do you think there's still a lost generation around? Have we got plenty to do? Then let's not worry about our brothers and sisters who are doing a great job in other ways. Okay?
That's where I stand if anybody ever wondered. Now then, we're saved. And that is so complete. And our name, well, I don't, I don't know how all that works. But <laughs> we've been transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light, the kingdom of his dear son. Jesus, what a wonderful name it is. And so, not only did he purchase us for himself to be his for the rest of eternity, you're his, man. Isn't that cool? I mean, you are his for eternity. You are his family. Family. Family, not his subjects. Right? We're his family. Man, I've been saving a lot up, y'all. His family. That's, that's so imperative that we understand this. Now, he loved us so much to purchase us for himself and to be a part of his family. But also, he did some really cool things while he walked this earth. And then he told his disciples, you know what? I'm going to go and I'm going to send the Holy Spirit and you're going to do even greater things. Is that in there? That's in La Biblia. Amen. Gloria a Dios. So here's something Jesus did. And, and, and I wonder how the church would look if we followed just this simple example. Now, there are many more things that Jesus did, and he still does in our lives. But let's think about how amazing it would be if this... Now, here we go. Now, what time am I supposed to be finished? A half past, I don't care. <laughs> Mark 5, 1 through 16. It's also in Luke. They arrived on the outer side. This is Jesus and his disciples, right? Excuse me. They arrived on the other side of the sea in the country... Of the Gerasenes. As Jesus got out of the boat, a madman from the cemetery came up to him. Now, I want you to picture this. I don't want these just to be words. And I, I don't know about you, I'm very visual. And so I'm imagining a, a, a big cemetery, you know, with the stones and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and here comes this crazy guy out from the cemetery. <clears throat> He lived there. He lived there among the tombs and graves. No one could restrain him. He couldn't be chained. Couldn't be tied down. He had been tied up many times with chains and ropes. But he broke the chains, snapped the ropes. Boy, this would make a great sci-fi movie, wouldn't it? No one was strong enough to tame him. Night and day he roamed through the graves and the hills, screaming out and slashing himself with sharp stones. Man, it gets worse. When he saw Jesus a long way off, he ran and bowed in worship before him. Then bellowed in protest, what business do you have, Jesus? 
son of the high God. Messing with me. I swear to God, don't give me a hard time. I should have played in the exorcist. Just kidding. <laughs> but I mean, we need, to, we need to see these things the way they are. Not just read, you know, and, yeah, yeah. And he said, what business do you have, Jesus? Son of God, messing with me. I don't think so. I don't think so. And he wasn't even polite like, I swear to God, don't give me a hard time. You know, I mean, it's just, Jesus had just commanded, verse 8, just commanded the tormenting evil spirit, out, get out of the man. I don't know how you feel about demonology. I don't know what your theology is on evil spirits. I don't know your theology on possession versus obsession or, or, or <laughs> oppression <laughs> and obsession. That's a good one. Um, but I do believe that there are evil spirits. He said, oh, come on, John. Come on, John, man. That's so ancient. That's so ancient. They're there. You can't see them, but you can kind of see what they do. Amen? You can see how they torment people, how they control people, how they influence people, how they put fear on people. Some of you may have even experienced that kind of oppression. In fact, I would say that probably a greater percentage than any of you realize has experienced things like this, either personally or in your family or in your friendships. And it's like, it's unexplicable. You cannot give a good reason for why a person would behave or react this way. I remember we went on a retreat one time. <clears throat> well, I'm getting really crazy brave. We went on a retreat one time, and uh, it was in Junaluska. I was probably 20, and it was a high school retreat at Lake Junaluska, a Methodist, little Methodist church in Ellington, Florida. <clears throat> and one of the kids that came along was not part of the regular youth group, but had, be, had been befriended by some of the youth group. And we were in a really serious, you know, session like you have at retreats. You know, and you're sitting around, you know, and you're just like being kind of honest, you know, pretty scared. Hey, Tom, kind of scared. Um, <laughs> Lord, help me. <laughs> um, can you cast that one out? I don't know. Anyway, uh, he said, I go into a store and he says, I just can't help Myself, I have to steal something. I don't know about you, but that kind of obsession, that kind of influence, that kind of, that's not normal behavior. That's not the way God created us. And I think there is a tremendous influence. How about, how about when we, we have uncontrollable anger? How about when you can't help but say something to your spouse that you know you shouldn't say? You know it! So why can't you just rein it in? Why can't I just rein it in? 
How about sarcasm? Oh, my goodness. I think it's rooted in evil spirit. I do. I think it's cultural. I think it's behavioral. And I think it's spiritual. I don't think you can eliminate any of those. And it can even be chemical. But let me tell you that we are all those things. Jay Fesperman used to say, you can't cast out bad flesh. <laughs> and you can't discipline a demon. But it's both. You know, first of all, yeah, yeah. We're going to get on that, onto that on my next sermon. Um, there will be a next one. <laughs> so here's this guy. He is out of control. He is hurting himself. How about cutting? Yeah, it's nothing new. <clears throat> because it's the same spirit. Or spirits. So watch this. It's like, you know what? Here's the deal. Here's the deal. I just want to qualify one thing for some of you. This is the Bible. Now, we either, we either take the Bible or we throw it out. You can't just pick and choose. <laughs> if we don't believe the palabra de Dios, well then, why are we here? Why would we even call ourselves Christians? Why go to seminary? Why be a teacher of the Word if you don't even believe what the Word says? It's like, you know... Be real with yourself. Be honest with yourself. You know what? I just don't believe it. But there's something in our spirits. Because God is a spirit and the things of God are spiritually discerned. The Bible says that. So there are sometimes when you can't make sense of it. You can't put it together. God is a, just a little bit smarter than you and me. Just, just a phrase. And so, why can't we accept the fact that we're not going to understand some of the things that he's saying? And then he does crazy things like speak in parables. It's like, thanks a lot. He said, well, you couldn't understand them. I told you it straight up. Right? But he, he promises. I mean, he will teach us. We are to learn of him and his... And his you know, his, his yoke is easy and his burden is light and, and come learn of me. Come learn of me. And so, and so even in our smallest pea brain understanding, he will teach us. That's good to know. That's good to know. But then the evil spirits, the demons of hell will tell us, you know what? You may as well give up. You're never going to have a marriage like John and Kathy. Thank you for the compliment, but let me tell you, it's totally his grace. Um, yeah, the things that she put up with me. <laughs> my wife has an advocate and my mother. <clears throat> One time my mother and my sister came to me. This is a true story. My mother, are we good? My mother and my sister came to me one time. This is early on in, in Kathy's my marriage. And she says, John, they both, they both. I mean, I'm, I'm surrounded. 
They both, <laughs> I said, sit down and shut up. <laughs> Listen to us. No, they didn't say that. They're very polite. Um, my, my sister might have. Uh, but she, they said, you need to quit being so hard on Kathy. Oh, my gosh. My mother and my sister. You quit being so hard on Kathy. And so, I, I, I mean, I probably still have to work on that. <clears throat> but I will work on that. You know? And I'll say, Lord, lead me. Not my emotions. Not my need to be the head of the house. Woman. <laughs> really? Okay. I don't think head of the house means that. Anyway. Okay, so back to the, the Gersene demoniac. What I'm saying is, there are things, there are influences, and they are spiritual. There are cultural influences. How we grew up, with a dad, without a dad, you know what I'm saying? All of that affects us. It does affect us. But, if Jesus genuinely can and will save us, it means we can be transformed by the renewing of our minds, From our culture to His culture. Amen? This is the God we serve. This is the hope that people need. That desperately need, desperately need this hope. And we had it. We had it. So, what do we do when we see some crazy person like that? Yeah, it's like, I'm out of here, you know? <laughs> it's like, I'm thinking of all those cartoons, you know, like Roadrunner. I'm gone. But somehow, I pray that the Holy Spirit of God does something in our hearts, in our spirits, in our minds and in our understanding that causes us to run toward the mess. And that's, uh, I, I borrowed that. Run toward the mess. Is it fun? You know, God, I really don't have time. You know, hey, do you know how hard my week has been, God? I mean, do you just have any idea? <laughs> oh my goodness. We all do it. Yeah. I remember when Seth, Seth, I'm going to use you as an example. How many enjoyed Seth's word? Oh my goodness. Awesome. Absolutely. Awesome. I mean, you know, man, you're, you're tagged now, man. <laughs> Ruthie gives a say, not it. I mean, Capaport, not it. I learned that. When we first, remember, this, when we first did um, 40 Days of Love, you know, we kicked off a lot of those small groups back in the day. And it's like, I'm not sure, you know, I really am comfortable with all that, you know, and going out and making all these friends. And we're going to love everybody, and we're going to get close. You know, I like being up there where I live, you know. And I'm going, yeah, I like being on Skeeter, too. I said, at the end of the road, man, I can go there and just be like, not connected. And now, he's preaching, you got to have the body. you got to have the body. Amen? It's powerful. You know, I'm just so glad I didn't write you off back in the day. 
<laughs> Which brings me to another point. We've got to give each other time to grow. We have to give each other grace to learn, to grow, to be transformed. It takes time. You're born again. Your DNA is changed instantly, I believe. I believe that you were once dead, and now you are alive to God. Yes. That's instantaneous. Boy, some of the training and everything else and the, and, and the learning and growing, you know, grow. It wouldn't say grow if we didn't need to grow, <laughs> you know, but we do grow and we need to give each other grace. It's, in, it's interesting to me sometimes when, when somebody gets a revelation, they all of a sudden are indignant that everybody else hadn't got that revelation. Most of us have been there. It's like, why can't they get that? It's like, a year ago, you didn't get that. <laughs> yeah, and so we have patience. And I think some of us um, have accused others of condoning sin. Or there's a scripture that says, God is not slow as some count slowness, but he's patient. Are you with me? You know that one? Okay, we run right along. You're going to be out before 12. I can't believe it. So, in verse 9, yeah, I'm the only one worried about it. No, there's probably more. Jesus asked him, Jesus asked him, tell me your name. And he replied, my name is Mob. It's actually Legion. I mean, it depends, you know. My name is Mob. I mean, that's a great picture. Because I am a rioting mob. And it says in other translations, because there were so many. So many. I mean, this guy was packed full of demon spirits. Or they were around him, or whatever your theology allows you to believe. My, that's an interesting statement. Um, then... He desperately begged Jesus not to banish them from the country. Now, who's talking here? Yeah. Yeah, the demons. Begged Jesus not to banish them from the country. A large herd of pigs was browsing and rooting on a nearby hill. The demons begged him. Send us to the pigs so we can live in them. Uh, there's, there's a desire for uh, warmth and uh, moisture and stuff. It's, it's, that's a whole other study, but it's interesting. Send us to the pigs so we can live in them. And Jesus gave the order. But it was even worse for the pigs than for the man. Crazed, they stampeded over a cliff into the sea and drowned. And the pig herder went, there goes all my money. There goes all my livelihood. There goes all my... He said, boy, thanks a lot, Jesus. See, I, I, what, part of what I'm trying to do here when I teach, or whatever it is that I do, <laughs> is I, I try to encourage you to read the Bible differently by saying these things and by 
responding to these, these ways. So that you don't just read it for words on the page or for some intellectual assent or um, you know, to give yourself more knowledge so you can argue and win arguments with, you know, at Bible study. You know, <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I, I want you to see it as live. It is living and active. Amen? And what makes just words on, out of a printer a lot? The Holy Spirit brings life to the words. Jesus was even called the Word made flesh. It's, it's, it's powerful. Okay. <clears throat> now then, there will be a test. Just kidding. So, Jesus gave the order and over they went. Boom. Those tending the pigs, scared to death, bolted and told their story in town and country. Everyone wanted to see what happened, of course. They came up to Jesus and saw the madman sitting there, wearing decent clothes and making sense. No longer a walking madhouse of a man. Somebody give me their Bible. This didn't print all the scriptures I want. Or I didn't use it properly. and It didn't do it to me. I Garbage in, garbage out. They came to Jesus. I'm serious. Somebody bring me a Bible with that in. Um, Mark 5, 1 through 16. I don't care. I can preach out any of them. The rest of it's on the screen? Okay. Those who had seen it told the others what had happened to the demon-possessed man and the pigs. Now... Can you, go, can you go to the next verse? Okay. It's like, I don't blame you if you never come back. Um, there it is. There it is. Don't you be teasing me. So here's what happens. Here's what happens. The demoniac, who's now in his right mind, I mean, that is a huge... Now, did he do it for himself? No. Jesus delivered him and set him free. Now, we're, we're going we're to have communion and we're going to have ministry in just, a little, in just a few minutes. If you're being tormented, get free. Get free. Well, I don't care if they drowned or not, but if, I don't know, can they swim? Yeah, the demons did. Yeah, they're still hanging. Yeah, they just look, they look for another host. So what happens is, is the demoniac is so excited, he wants, he wants, to, t- he wants to go with Jesus and the disciples, right? He wants to go with Jesus and the disciples and, and, you know, hang with them because, man, this is great. This is awesome. I, I was, I was being tortured. I was tormented. I was controlled by something other than myself. And Jesus set me free. Begged him to go along. There it is. Next verse. 
Thank you. But Marcia, you're awesome. But he wouldn't let him. Aw. <laughs> I mean, somebody volunteered to be a missionary. It's like, send them quick before they change their mind. <laughs> but he wouldn't let him. And Jesus said, watch this. I love this. Go home to your own people. Tell them your story. Tell them your story. We have a story. If we're believers, we all have a story. And God continues to add to that story and write that story using us, amen, as a palette. And so, he's saying to this guy, you know, <laughs> this is like not really a positive thing for getting missionaries out, you know. I mean, if that's your only identity. Oh, we have a hundred missionaries we support. No, we have some people that are telling their story at home, in Walmart, at their family gatherings, where we live at the ball game. Tell your story, what the master did, not how great you are, but how great the master is. Amen. What he did. How he had mercy on me. And later, it tells about them, the disciples and Jesus returning to that town. And he had told a bunch of people there were believers in that town. That's awesome, y'all. That's awesome, y'all. There are believers in Franklin Covenant Church because you told your story. Amen? So... Worship team, if you'll come up. Let's man, let's, the people who are serving, please come to your places. Because Jesus, after supper, he took the bread and he broke it. He said, this is my body, which is given for you. And he took the cup and he says, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. Take, drink. He's cute, isn't he? And remember, remember, let's remember. Let's remember our story. And as you take time to remember, ask the Lord this morning. Ask the Lord this morning, where can I share my story? Bring to remembrance the story. Ask Him to show you when that person is brought into your life by the Spirit of God. And the Lord says, tell Him your story. Tell Him your story. It doesn't have to be eloquent. It just needs to be the truth. Amen? You say it like you say it. I calls them like I sees them. Amen? And that is powerful. The whole city, there was a contingency of believers in that city because he stayed and told his story. You who are called 
to minister and have been vetted, uh, please come and stand near the communion tables. These people will pray with you. And if you don't like the ones over here, go to the ones over there. I don't care. But just get, just get prayer, okay? I love y'all. <laughs>
Thank you.